0: Check that off the list. T- Tuesday's over. Not happening. Welcome to the best kind of worst. No, no one fucking cares. Everyone cares. Who? I care. Dick sock. So there I am in the parking lot. Underwear in a guinea. Hang out in the backseat of a 7-Eleven. It's an We might die. So you want to talk about those lesbians? We need a Bay update. <laughs> Hello, episode 51, Uncle Oli is out of the country this week, he is in Russia, Uh, I did talk to him, he's doing well, working hard, he'll be back tomorrow, he'll be back for episode 52, ugh. Man, that was uh, Tyson Fury, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, reigning, defending, and undefeated lineal champion. For those of you that don't know a lot about boxing and the plethora of titles for every weight class, there's different sanctioning bodies. You got the WBO, World Boxing Organization, WBC, World Boxing Commission, the WBA, the World Boxing Association, and it The list goes on. The Lineal Champion, however, is... Dates back... Oh, man. (coughs) Still sick. Oh, boy, we are still sick here. The Lineal Championship actually dates back. Jesus. How far does that thing date back? Probably should have had this, like, uh... You know, on hand. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it dates back to August twenty-ninth, eighteen eighty-five. First champion was John L. Sullivan. Oh, so disrespectful. The Lineal Champion is a is an interesting one because it's a a lot of people <clears throat> consider it uh, the top belt. Um others obviously do not. Uh but you don't actually get a belt for this one. This one is um and there's no way of Since it's not sanctioned by an actual organization, you can't be stripped of the title, which is an important thing, because there's certain, uh, like, if you have an immediate uh, fight with an opponent or something like that, or you have a disagreement with the organization sanctioning that title, they can easily strip you of the belt. Um, But this one, you either have to uh, retire, which has only happened a handful of times, or you are beaten. It is, uh, the moniker for the title is uh, the man who beat the man, essentially. So it's a, a lot of people consider it uh, the top of the food chain in terms of heavyweight championships. Mike Tyson held it, Muhammad Ali, Leon Spinks, Sonny Liston, Floyd Patterson, James J. Braddock, Max Baer, (coughs) Riddick Bowe, Holyfield, George Foreman, Lennox Lewis, yeah, so uh, Fury's had it um, since 2015. That was him singing in uh, Madison Square Garden this weekend. He had a heavyweight title fight against, uh, I think his name was Max Schwartz. It was a second-round technical knockout. It was a good event. It didn't draw very well. Uh, I think they only sold, a, I think they only, I think the announced attendance was a little under 10,000. So... Did I say Madison Square Garden? That is so wrong. The MGM Graham in Las Vegas. MGM Graham. MGM Grand. Ah, uh, man, in Las Vegas, not Madison Square Garden. Lost so much train of thought. It's par for the course today. Yeah, they only sold, a, I think the attendance was under 10,000. Not a great showing, but he's a, he's a British boxer. He came out in Rocky IV attire when Rocky did his tribute to Apollo. He even came out to Living in America, did the dance, had the showgirls, put on a real good show. And then after winning his bout, he serenaded his lovely wife with his traditional song of uh, Aerosmith. So he put on a good show. I think his next fight will be promoted a little bit better. People will know him just a tad bit more. Um, as I posted on Instagram this week, if you've never read about his story, it's an amazing story. Uh, he, like I said, won the championship back in 2016 by defeating by defeating Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko, God, I can't fucking speak today. Um, and he was a he's self self-proc- self proclaimed to be a very goal oriented person. His goal was to win the heavyweight championship of the world. He did that, and his goals of his life were over. He began drinking, abusing cocaine. Uh, He ballooned to over 400 pounds, had a falling out with two of the boxing organizations. They stripped him of a couple of titles. About a year and a half of this, he uh, has reported he had thoughts of suicide, taking his Ferrari and driving it off of a bridge, I believe is what his exact... um, He had a plan, I know that. It was a Ferrari and driving it somewhere, driving it off a bridge or somewhere, something like that, and um, got a renewed faith with God and has, in a matter of a year, gotten in complete fighting shape and a couple of months ago went uh, 12 rounds with Deontay Wilder. He holds uh, one heavyweight championship belt. Probably one of the best fights I've seen in a really long time in terms of heavyweight boxing, and uh, in my opinion, he's the Tyson Fury is the top of the food chain. He is the number one heavyweight boxer in the world for me. I don't I, the way he moves his head, the way he moves his body, it's very Muhammad Ali esque. And in this fight this weekend, he showed a lot of power. Great story. Read up on him. How are you guys doing this week? Oh man, my week has been. Uh, trying to get back on track, been super sick, I'm finally starting to feel a tad bit better. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's just jump right into the week. Big story this week, uh, David Ortiz gets shot at a nightclub or um, some type of bar in the Dominican Republic now. David Ortiz, one of the greatest first baseman designated hitters of all time. Longtime Boston Red Sox player. He's a first-ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He was gunned down in the Dominican Republic where he was born. He owns a home in Miami and also owns a home in the Dominican Republic. He spends a lot of time there, gives a lot back to the community. He's been on record multiple times, uh, stating that he walks around there freely without much security. The people there love him um, dearly. And uh, they look after him. <clears throat> uh, I know we've had multiple tourists from the U.S. end up dead in the Dominican Republic of late. It's a it's a it's a quite a dangerous uh, island in certain parts. Uh, but he was gunned down. He was standing outside on a on some type of patio or porch. Gunmen rolled up behind him. It was apparently three guys rolled up behind him and shot him in the back a couple times. The people there, the civilians, the citizens there, actually took off after the uh, the gunmen, or the assailants, and uh, I know they beat the piss out of one or two of them. I know the police there have detained or arrested uh, uh, upwards to eleven people already. Um, he was in it was in pretty critical condition uh, in the hospital in the Dominican Republic, uh, but the. Red Sox, once he was stabilized, the Red Sox sent a uh, Private Jet over to bring him back to the U.S. He's now in the U.S., and uh, <clears throat> it looks like today he's been upgraded to a good condition. <coughs> I'm going to be coughing through this whole damn thing. Tiffany Ortiz, I believe his wife, said doctors have listed Ortiz's condition as good. She said... We remain grateful to everyone who has helped David through this ordeal both in the Dominican Republic and here in Boston. David's journey to good health has been bolstered by many expressions of love that have come to us from across the globe. Your support has lifted his spirits tremendously during this challenging time. The persons that shot David Ortiz, it was it has been confirmed that it was um well, I guess it's not confirmed but it is highly believed that that they were paid hitmen. Uh, It looks like they were paid 400,000 Dominican pesos, which roughly translates to about $7,800 U.S. There's a lot of rumors as to why he was gunned down. Nothing, No motive has been confirmed yet by the Dominican Republic Police. Some of the rumors, uh, some of the theories... Uh, well, this one was reported by the Daily Mail on Monday, is that the police in the DR believe Ortiz was shot by two cops hired by a Dominican Republic drug lord who thought the baseball player was having an affair with his wife. A representative, uh, Ortiz's representative, Leo Lopez, denied that the shooting had anything to do with a woman, but said this was an act of a, of hired killers. So they were hired. Yeah, the video taken moments after the shooting, so club goers goers violently attacking Eddie Feliz Garcia, the driver of the scooter. Yeah, apparently they tried to get away on a scooter. Another video taken by Dr. Abel Gonzalez. Another video taken at Dr. Abel Gonzalez Medical Center, the Dominican hospital where Ortiz was taken to for surgery, shows a brawl involving a woman, not his wife, who was purportedly involved with Ortiz. <clears throat> another and on Friday the gunman Ferrera Cruz shouted at reporters from a holding cell that he had mistaken Ortiz for another intended target and mistakenly shot the slugger. It wasn't David. Ferrera Cruz said, I got confused by his clothing. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing and hopefully we'll get um we'll get a resolution on some of the motives here in the next week or so. Um, but they have have arrested, I, I read one report that said 10, I read another one that said 11. There's a lot of people, a lot of moving parts in this story. Uh, but at the end of the day, we just want uh, David to have a very speedy recovery. He does a lot for the Miami community, he does a lot for the Spanish communities. Uh, I know there's reports in his early days that they might not have, his his generosity and his infectious smile might have been uh, a facade for maybe some less than less than appropriate business dealings and things like that. But um, until I see something concrete, uh, David Ortiz will be, in my book, just a great person, a great human being, and um, a beacon for the Dominican Republic, especially the Dominican uh, baseball players. Uh, for those of you that don't know, a lot of them, especially Cuba, Dominican Republic, some of the only outs for citizens there is through athletics, through sports. Um, <coughs> so it's a it's a big thing for them. And any time that athletes, especially from the Dominican Republic and Cuba, can give back, they do their best. Um, a famous Cuban uh, mixed martial artist, uh, Yoel Romero, always talks about how he was plucked away from his family because he was good at wrestling early on and uh in Cuba when they find out that you're really good at athletics or you know they see you at a game or something or wherever there's <clears throat> there's an actual center where they take you from your family and you end up staying there and unfortunately this is a an, an this is a happy moment for most families i know most families wouldn't want their children taken away from them but you end up in um you end up living in amazing conditions versus Poverty-stricken conditions. You end up staying at these, um, essentially, sports academies. And they're, you're treated like royalty there. And you're developed. And, yeah. It's a different world. We forget sometimes how good it is here. Even though some people like to tell you it's not. Oh. I guess we'll stick on sports. Uh Brett Favre. Tweeted out on, I think, Monday. Yeah, no. Yeah, Monday. A true champion sticks to his or her calling. I will be coming out of retirement and making my return to play in the NFL for the 2020 season. Stay tuned for more news. The tweet was uh, subsequently deleted not too far, not too long afterwards. (coughs) Favre's going to turn 50 in October. And he was clearly finished in 2010 when he last played. So uh, by all means, stick to your Wrangler commercials and stay home, young blood. Right out retirement. Uh, ESPN is in a little bit of, I guess they're not in really hot water, but, um, ESPN does this, I don't, they, they irritate me so much. ESPN is out of control. Um, just disrespectful, uh, they like to have LeVar Ball on their shows, especially First Take. First Take is a show where Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith, and (coughs) mediator Molly Quarm, I think is how you pronounce her last name they just kind of debate sports topics and they go back and forth and they argue. Sometimes they agree, sometimes they argue, but it's just open dialogue. And um they like to have Lavar Ball on. I think it's just cuz the ratings cuz they don't no one ever knows what he's going to say. And I think it's kind of pointless and stupid. Lavar Ball is famously known for saying that he would beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one. Uh, He's the father of Lonzo Ball, who is now a New Orleans Pelican. (sighs) In a turn of events in the middle of the interview, Molly Quirm decides to ask LaVar a question, and LaVar painstakingly responds with, Nope, that's not the clip. There we go. Go ahead. Go LaVar, ahead before I, I get que- back to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question here. You can here. switch gears with me anytime. Okay. Let's stay oh, focused here. <laughs> All right. Um. Stephen A immediately responds with, oh lord. And he kind of smirks, and Max kind of smirks. And Molly does her best to play it off, but you can tell that. She wasn't really receptive of his comment. Uh, of course, it's not overtly egregious, but he is, he is definitely shooting a shot, and he is definitely making a sexual reference to her. And it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. First off, LeVar Ball should not be on ESPN. He has no business being on any fucking network. He's done nothing. He has extorted his children, specifically Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo, coming out of college, uh, he was the second pick overall to the L.A. Lakers, could have signed with Nike, for a shoe, clothing, apparel deal, the whole deal, the whole deal, the whole nine yards. LeVar Ball decides to create a big baller brand, Triple B. Um, he designs a shoe that costs five hundred dollars. That was made in some Chinese factory. That was ugly and was hideous. Most to his to his. I mean, not to denervate his shoe. Most most basketball shoes today are hideous, but nonetheless, his was painstakingly hideous. <clears throat> they say Lavar ball. Um, they say Lonzo Ball's play was hindered because the shoe just wasn't good. You know, these are professional athletes, and they should be hit. They should have professional shoes. They, you know, I know the the running joke for most basketball players is the worst injury they get is a sprained ankle or maybe a you know a knee injury. They do make a lot of cuts. They have to make a lot of abrupt stops on hardwood. They need shoes that are pliable. They need shoes that are dexterous. shoes that work with them. Uh and they say his um his play was potentially hindered by his father's own shoe that he designed for him or he says Alonzo designed it, but who the fuck knows. Anyways, Avar Ball's an idiot. He does no business being on any fucking network. Uh you know, he's delusional. He's just a loose cannon, and he knows that he's he knows that people will listen to his bullshit. Oh man! But Lonzo is now a New Orleans Pelican because uh, he got traded with two other jabrons plus three first round draft picks for Anthony Davis. L.A. now <clears throat> has essentially traded their entire team with the exception of LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma, and really and truly, they can't even afford Anthony Davis. <clears throat> Because he's going I guess he's got a clause in his contract that if he's traded he gets a four point one million dollar bonus plus his base salary of twenty-eight to thirty-two. They're short like three point two million. They're gonna need to trade the last three other players and then hope when the when their trade money replenishes. I don't know, the collective bargaining agreement and and the NBA is painstakingly tedious to keep up with. Nonetheless, they're short like $3.2 million in order to actually sign him, actually for the trade to go through. So they're working around the clock trying to work out all the kinks, but he is, on paper, traded to the Lakers. Alonzo Ball headed to the Pelicans, much to LeVar Ball's dismay. He says he enjoys the trade, but let's be honest, he politicked for L.A. taking Lonzo because he played there. They live in L.A., he can't be too happy with the trade. Uh this is how they closed out first take with Molly saying HR today it's me. You. Oh. <laughs> if anyone's calling HR today, it's me. <laughs> Bye, everyone. She made another light joke. If anyone's calling HR, it's me. Uh, wonderful job by her. She she generally irritates me. Um but she doesn't deserve those kind of comments, especially in this kind of a setting when you're on live television. <clears throat> so hopefully ESPN learns from their mistakes and doesn't invite LeVar Ball back. Because he's idiot. He's uh, idiot. We got the Women's World Cup going off. The U.S. women's team led by Rapinoe and Alex Morgan uh, beat Thailand 13-0. Now there was a bunch of outrage. People are saying they could have, you know, taken a little off, not scored 13 goals. Here's the problem. This is what people don't want to hear. This is the World Cup. This is the that you work four years for this. Your 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 age, your 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 prime age for World Cups, and this goes for Olympics too, is usually 25 to 32. Some people only hit it one time. Some people hit we're able to, you know, squeeze out two depending on how it falls, in your age. <clears throat> Not everybody can hit three and four Olympics, <coughs> like Mr. Michael Phelps. But these girls, these soccer professionals, you know, they usually only get about, you know, usually only get two World Cups. They trained for four years for this, and unfortunately, the teams on the losing end only know how to get better by losing. And it would actually be a disservice for the U.S. women's team to just dribble the ball around. It would be insulting. No matter what the end score is, you play till the referee blows the final whistle. That's it. And you don't look at the score. You don't care what the score is. You're only caring about winning. But if they took a little off after, let's say, the fifth goal. And then we got 35, 40, 50 minutes of just them dribbling. Thailand doesn't learn anything. And before anyone thinks, oh, you're just saying it, because the U.S., I'd say the same thing if the U.S. was on the losing end. The men's team can't get a win to save their life, and they need to keep losing. And they need to keep losing bad and pitiful, because that's the only way they learn. They have to learn that the European competition for the men's is just superior. And they have to start from the ground up. They have to start developing players and sending young players over to Europe to train to play with the best in the world. So, trust me, when I say Thailand has something to learn from a 13-0 loss, they do. And they shouldn't feel ashamed. This is the World Cup. They're playing the best of the best. They should hold their heads high that they qualified and that they're there and that they're at the dance that's half the battle just getting to the dance <laughs> so for all you idiots out there that's saying that, you know, they, just, they, they they put it on too hard no they didn't no they didn't because in four years if Thailand qualifies for the World Cup again I guarantee you they'll play better because they'll all have learned a great deal a great deal oh Man, oh Jesus! I'm flying through shit today. Flying through stuff. Flying. What did we talk about on Instagram this week? Did we cover any things? Oh yeah, man. Oh oh yeah. So there was an alligator swimming in Texas with a knife in its head—a steak knife kind of a person stabs an alligator with a steak knife. Now, good brother James, good brother James commented uh who would do such a thing? Question mark. I would say someone probably being killed by an alligator. No. Uh yeah, I I agree. Yes, absolutely. Um <clears throat> but I believe this was um done by someone that was just fucking with an alligator that was sleeping. He ran up to it and just jabbed it in the head with a steak knife. Uh apparently it's on a lake and the alligators don't bother the people. In Texas, you know, the houses that live on this lake, I know that's hard to believe. Alligators not bothering people. But that's what the residents say. A lot of the residents were concerned because they say this was a an act of, you know, this was a malicious act. It's interesting. It's creepy as hell to see an alligator swimming with a steak knife in its head. Uh, this, the Texas, well, Texas Wildlife Agency is going to take a look at the alligator this week. And uh, if it needs to, it'll be uh, sedated. I believe they'll take it and they'll have the the knife removed <coughs> if he needs. If they can just pull it out, or if he needs to actually have it pulled out and really looked at. Interesting things about alligator skin is that it's covered in what's called osteoderm, which is basically like bony plates. Uh, they act similar to like a turtle shell. It's very hard, uh, and then their skull also has, is quite thick. So most likely the knife is lodged in the skull where it won't do any damage to the brain. And uh, their blood actually has antibiotic properties, so the wound will more than likely heal just fine. So it was interesting, though. It's crazy to see. It's, It's absolutely bananas to see. OJ joined Twitter this week. He joined Twitter on June 12th. June 12th is also the 25th anniversary of the murder of his ex-wife. Where's wife? Nicole Simpson Brown. Let's see what he, he had to say coming out on that Twitter. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there, so this one... At the real OJ32 is the only official one. So, this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So, God bless. Take care. Hey, Twitter. I have some getting even to do. On the anniversary of the murder of my wife, I also wrote a book that said I did it. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? I mean, we've all read the reports. OJ is deluded and he's just full of himself. But this, this is next level. The juice is on the loose. He's not, no, he's not even on the loose. The juice is loose. He's loose. He's constantly making these half-hearted jokes whether he did it or didn't do it. We all know. And so did it. Some murderer. And now you got some getting even to do? Oh, and God bless. Interesting enough, four days later, Bill Cosby was like, Hey, OJ, here on Twitter. Cool, hold my beer. Bill Cosby on Twitter. Hey, hey, hey. It's America's dad. I know it's late. But to all the dads, it's an honor to be called a father. So let's make, a, let's make today a renewed oath to fulfilling our purpose. Strengthening our families and communities. Hashtag Happy Father's Day. Hashtag Renewed Oath to our family. Hashtag Renewed Oath to our community. Hashtag America's Favorite Dad. Hashtag, far from finished. This is 2019. This is the most 2019 story that you could ever write. June 12th, OJ says on Twitter, I'm here, this is my official account, getting even. Four days later, Bill Cosby goes, Don't y'all remember? I'm America's favorite dad. One murdered two people and the other one drugged and raped women. So 2019? Yeah, so 2019. What kind of fucking oath are we renewing? An oath to keep raping? An oath to keep drugging women? Stop. Both of you. Get off all social media. You're, wait, Bill, you're in fucking prison. That means that you must have made a phone call to your publicist or your personal assistant to type this. Because I believe you have such severe glaucoma that you're nearly blind. Something wrong with you. There's a lot wrong with you. After you get found guilty of drugging and raping women, you're no longer America's favorite anything. Oh, and far from finished? Eh? What am I missing? So 2019, baby. It's 2019. Where you say whatever the fuck you want on Twitter. Who gives a shit? Water break time. Man, I got a <coughs> cough right in the mic. I got UFC 1, their first uh televised event playing in the background. That was a r- that was that was legalized cockfighting. I'm not even sure it was legal at the time. That was just straight cockfighting. They're bare knuckled. I mean, you basically wear whatever you want. Some of the wrestlers were wearing shoes. I watched a guy get his head stomped. Twice. Referee, referee didn't want to stop it because he, he couldn't. That wasn't his job. His job was just there to mediate. They had to throw the towel in. Insane. Just insane. The three top rules is no biting, no eye gouging, and no fish hooking. Eh? The fuck? Thank God for unified MMA rules now, because that, that, my dear, is backyard fighting in front of an audience, inside of a makeshift cage. (coughs) Yeah, they have the whole UFC 1 on the YouTube page, the UFC official YouTube page. Go watch that and appreciate the fighters of today. Also, pay pay the fighters more. That'd be great. Let's start there. else we got? What else we got? What else did we cover this week? Oh, Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl, an HBO miniseries. It was a five episode. I think each episode was like an hour and 15, hour and 30 at the most. I was one of the, that was one of the best shows I've watched in a very long time. I was very impressed. It was a great show. But the producers of Chernobyl, it was a, it was a joint venture between HBO and uh, Sky, Sky UK, I believe. Ah, it has caused a lot of. It caused an. It has resulted in an increased uh, rate of tourism there because now <clears throat> most of the zone of exclusion is deemed safe. To an extent, you really can't touch anything, but you are able to go there on guided tours. And, um, you know, they take you through the hospital, they take you to the basement where the firefighter uniforms are still there, they take you uh, to a lot of the houses for the workers. It's an interesting tour, of course, but the show has spurned a lot of um, an increased rate of tourism, specifically. Instagram influencers trying to take photos. That doesn't seem so harmless when you think about it, but they're not just taking normal photos. The Chernobyl producers, quote, please stop taking half-naked Instagram selfies at the disaster site. Ugh. They have these Instagram influencers that are going there, and they're taking their 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 clothes off. They're getting down into bikinis and taking scandalous photos, just for the gram. They're they're just doing it for the gram. One of the uh, female influencers even performed a live nuclear striptease. Removing one's clothing during the visit to the zone of exclusion is, of course, a big no-no. Those who visit Chernobyl deemed safe in 2011 by the World Nuclear Association are required to accoutre oneself in either a clean suit or long sleeve pants, long sleeve te- uh, shirt, pants, and shoes to cover all exposed skin. You're also not allowed to touch anything, specifically the foliage or any of the buildings that you enter. Because the radiation is still on most of the objects. The (coughs) foliage and things like that. Specifically, don't go there and get into your underwear to take a stupid fucking photo. Don't you have anything else better to do? Haven't we learned from all the influencers that go to the, the Moab... Or the Grand Canyon and try to get those photos hanging off of a ledge and end up fucking falling. You died because you were trying to take a photo. So dead for taking a so photo. Yeah, we all see something wrong. We all we all realize there's something wrong with that. Or is it just me? No? Just me? Maybe. Stop doing it. Stop taking photos of stupid shit that could result in your death. Don't do it. Oh, man. <clears throat> Where are we at on time? We're doing good magician inspired by houdini drowned after being lowered into a river in chains oh chanchnal lahiri whose stage name was even worse jadugar mendrik so stick to your real name had not been seen since Sunday, when he was lowered into the Huli River in Kolkata. The Indian magician inspired by Harry Houdini is dead after he failed to reappear when he was tied with ropes, locked in chains, and dropped into the river. Lahiri's body was found later Monday, less than a mile from where he performed the stunt. Jesus Christ. River traffic police officer Syed Reza told the Times of India that police had given Lahiri permission to perform a stunt, but that the magician said it would be performed on a boat and not, and did not mention water. However, he did vaguely mention an extra act which he did not clarify. Need to clarify. Doing demonstration, so need to clarify. There's, there's a, there's two things for sure in this world that you do not trust. One's a magician. Two is Malsanas. 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 Magicians don't trust. Lahiri in his forties was shackled with six locks and lowered into the river from a boat in Calcutta. Jesus Christ. He said, if I can open it up, then it will be magic. If I can't, it will be tragic. So rhymed. See See, now, now, now I'm back on. Now, you know what? He went out in a blaze of glory. If I can't, if I can open it up, then it will be magic. But if I can't, it will be tragic. You know what? He went out doing what he loved. I'm flip flopping. Rest in peace. Our thoughts are with your family. Oh, presidential elections are heating up. I think we got Trump in Orlando this week at the Amway. We got Biden hitting the road. Um, what did Biden say this week? He said something stupid. What did he say? There are certain things, quote, there are certain things where it takes a brass knuckle fight. Biden continues later, adding, let's start a real physical revolution if you're talking about it. Now, over the context of this, uh, MSNBC Joy Reid asked Biden, how would you get past either a majority Republican Senate in which Mitch McConnell was determined to kill all of these ideas or even a Mitch McConnell in the minority who repeated who repeated the const oh god learned some grammar who repeated the consistent filibustering when we when you were vice president and anything that came from the Obama Biden administration Mitch McConnell considered dead on arrival joy i know you're one of those who think it's naive to think we have to work together the fact of the matter is if we can't get a consensus, nothing happens except the abuse of power by the executive. That's fair. And he followed with, there are certain things it takes, where it just takes brass a brass knuckle fight. Let's start a physical revolution, if you're talking, that's inciting violence, that's not good. That's not good. Your first statement's perfectly fine. Um, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe in bipartisan uh, cooperation, crossing the lines, working together. Um, <clears throat> what's a term that the that the dark, that the intellectual dark web likes to use? Um, uh, idea sex, idea orgies, where you know you get together, and you throw a bunch of ideas out, and you listen to each other. And even though you don't think the other person's correct, and they don't think you're correct, somewhere in the middle ground, you might find you know a gem in there. <clears throat> so I think that's a that's the key to progress. That's the key to keeping the country moving forward. Uh, but a quote: "Let's start a real physical revolution." If you're talking about it, we we have enough divisiveness in this world. We don't need any more. Please stop. I'm indifferent on Joe Biden. I don't hate him. I think he's a I think he's a decent human being, even though he's a little creepy at times. But that that that's just stupid. That's just stupid. But conversely, uh, when uh, Trump ran, he did say, "I could say, quote, I can shoot someone in the back with a gun and I'll gain a point in the polls." And sure as fuck, if he didn't gain a poll, a point. So I keep saying, "Don't fight crazy with crazy," but it looks like that's exactly where we're headed. I don't think I uh, mentioned AOC last week I think I, I I think I gave her a week off. I think I gave her a week off um I don't know what her issue is with Amazon, but she she constantly goes at Amazon she single-handedly uh, got them to cancel their plans for a headquarters in Queens, which would have resulted in twenty thousand new jobs in an area that really could use them. Uh, her constant, uh, her constant nagging on Twitter, social media, and in public appearances, uh, essentially the reason why they backed out of the deal. And and, and you can fact check me on that. Ninety nine percent of the reason why they backed out of the deal was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Cortez, um, but she went on ABC this week, and they asked her a question about Amazon, and her quote was. She said, quote, um, she essentially said that Amazon pays starvation wages, quote, starvation wages. Amazon News' Twitter page, Amazon News, at Amazon News, then tweeted a response, at AOC is just wrong. Amazon is a leader on pay at $15 minimum wage plus full benefits from day one. We also lobby to raise federal minimum wage. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I know I've been critical of Amazon in the past, uh, but they're they're now ingrained in the American society. You get everything that you want in basically 24 hours. You have variety. You have the cheapest prices around. I mean, they're, they're, they're hurting most businesses. Uh, there's reports of Walmart's starting, oh, Super Walmart's, Walmart's starting to close. You know, people go into Best Buy to try things out, and then they go and buy it online. That's a that's a real thing. They um look, you can get a lot of things that you probably couldn't afford in a normal store on Amazon. You know, it's obviously not gonna be the exact product, but it's gonna be very similar. It's probably gonna be from China, but it is what it is. <clears throat> But Amazon does have a track record of paying fifteen dollars an hour, and you know that's you know in a like let's take Florida Florida's minimum wage i believe is eight fifteen that is uh i don't i'm not good at math but uh I believe that's uh eighty five uh i believe that's a six dollars and eighty five cents higher than minimum wage so to say that they pay starvation wages when I remember my first job fourteen years ago I made six seventy five that's starvation wage and that same job now starts out at I think 8 twenty five so still that I would still consider that pretty much starving um, anything over ten eleven twelve dollars I think you I don't believe that's starving wages especially when you get full benefits now I know Amazon is uh, I know there's been reports of, specifically on the delivery side, where their delivery trucks aren't up to snuff. But when you have such an extensive delivery uh, a, a schedule like they do, I imagine that not every of the not all the trucks are going to be Mercedes Stingers. If you don't know what a Mercedes Stinger is, so Google it. But I don't know what her issue with Amazon is. Uh, but she's got to quit it. She's got to quit it. I know that they're now the, um, I believe they're the largest corporation now. I know Apple fell to two, and I don't remember who was in one, but I think it's now firmly Amazon, especially now that their valuation is over a trillion (coughs) dollars. Just stop it. Just stop it. Leave Amazon alone. Oh, what else did she say this week? She loves to go on Instagram Live, uh, and God, she just spews divisiveness, and it's just it's just not good. She said, quote, on Instagram Live, the United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. They're concentration camps. And um... If that doesn't bother you, I don't. I don't know. I like. We can have. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to read that again. That was her exact quote. That's not me. That's not me butchering the last sentence. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps, and um... If that doesn't bother you, I don't, I don't know, I like, we can have, okay, whatever. And then she also alluded to the Holocaust by adding the words never again, which is a term used synonymously with the Holocaust to ensure, to remind people that it should never ever happen again. I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not, oh God, I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not, that never again means something and that the fact that concentration camps are now an institutionalized practice in the homes of the free is extraordinarily disturbing and we need to do something about it. Let's unpack this, Alexandria. ocasio Cortes Let's unpack this. Concentration camps. Alluding, uh, So she's alluding to the detention centers that are established at the southern border for people that are illegally immigrating or invading the United States. These are people that are coming to the United States under nefarious processes. Now, are these the greatest of camps by any stretch of the imagination, no. Are they concentration camps? No. They are not. The problem with the detention centers is that every month for the last, essentially for the last 18 months, we have been breaking records constantly for the amount of people that we are detaining are capturing Ill- illegally as they try to jump the border, come through the border. It is growing at an ever fast rate. I read a report a few uh, about two months ago. In one month, we detained over sixty-seven thousand people, and then the following month it was over seventy thousand people. If you take seventy thousand and you divide that out, that's almost two people an hour. Let me check my own math on that because I'm so stupid. So 70,000 divided by, oh Jesus, 70,000 divided by 30 days divided by 24 hours in a day divided by 60 minutes in an hour. Yeah, it's 1.62. That's that's 1.62 people per hour being detained. So why are, these con- why are these concentration camps, as you call them, detention centers, not the greatest of situations? Is because they're overrun with people trying to come into the country illegally. I'm all for immigration. I'm all for people coming here legally. But you cannot come here illegally. There's a reason why it's called illegal immigration. It is illegal. And it gets you sent to these camps, these detention centers. Concentration camps in the, during the Holocaust, they were essentially used to enslave and slaughter Jews. These were Jews that were plucked out of their bed at night. These were Jews that were plucked from their homes. These were Jews rounded up in their cities, in their towns, and put in caravans and sent straight to Auschwitz or Dashan. They were put in gas chambers Mass exterminations. To say that the United States of America is doing that to Mexican citizens, for me, is an atrocity. If you want to say they're not the greatest of situations, I will wholeheartedly agree with you. Last year, we spent $126 billion on illegal immigration. It is a problem. It is a vast problem. And I, and, I, and I sympathize. They don't want to be in Mexico. The cartel runs everything. No city is safe anymore. I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But we can't force a government to take back their own country. They have allowed it to get this bad. And those citizens in Mexico do not meet criteria for asylum. The agreed upon criteria for asylum, they do not meet. The people are not persecuted by their race or their religion. The country is just riddled with crime. That is not an agreed criteria for asylum. It sucks. But they wouldn't be there if they weren't jumping the border. They wouldn't be there if they were invading the country. I think it does the country a grave disservice to try to make a correlation with concentration camps and the detainment centers established at the southern border. And where does she get these facts? She quoted a Esquire.com editorial. Esquire, the clothing and lifestyle magazine. Thank you. she continued and for the shrieking republicans who do who don't know the difference a concentration camps are not the same as death camps concentration camps are considered by experts as the mass detention of civilians without trial and that's exactly what this administration is doing dan crenshaw who have a lot of respect for out of texas responded clearly I need to explain that in concentration camps, people are unjustly sought out and confined. This isn't what is happening at the border. Migrants are illegally crossing the border. Most are asylum seekers, thus pending trial. So your expert definition doesn't apply. If she's so worried about conditions at the border, why isn't she supporting Mike Rogers' bill securing billions in humanitarian aid for Mexicans, for Mexican citizens? Why? Because he's a Republican senator? Out of Alabama? Is that why? He's attempting to secure a bill, securing billions in humanitarian aid. Why are you not backing that? Why are you just tweeting out, trying to convince people that there's a correlation between these det- detention centers and the Holocaust? Because you're trying to divide the country. Oh, and it's the same week that the candidates are hitting the road? Oh, that's an interesting time. No, no mention of Mike Rogers' bill. No support. It's unfortunate. That's not the kind of stuff we need. And this is what she does every week. Every week. It 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 almost doesn't cease to surprise me anymore. What a great sentence though. And um if that doesn't bother you, I don't I don't know. I like we can have. Okay. Cool. Cool. Billions in humanitarian aid proposed, but nothing. No, nothing on that. What else we got? What else we got? (coughs) On Monday, the Alliance Defending Freedom, the ADF attorneys representing teen track stars, Selena Saúl, and two other minor female track athletes submitted a complaint to the U.S. Department of Education Office for Civil Rights seeking an investigation into sexual discrimination. The complaint specifically challenges the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, the CIAC, policy allowing biological males who identify as female to compete in girls' athletics. Allowing biological males who identify as females to compete in female athletics. These are men who have not undergone any sort of hormone replacement or any form of reassignment. Per the the CIAC policy, Swell was forced to compete against a female-identifying biological male in a high-stakes track competition where two transgender sprinters beat the field, taking first and second by significant margins. Sowell landed in eighth place, missing an opportunity to compete in front of college coaches by two places the irony in that if they don't compete she places sixth and then she gets a chance to dazzle in front of college coaches and scouts quote from saul i am very happy for these athletes and i fully support them for being true to themselves and having the courage to do what they believe in but in athletics, it is an entirely different situation. It is scientifically proven that males are built to be physically stronger than females. It is unfair to put someone who is biologically a male who has not undergone anything in terms of hormone therapy against cis-gendered girls. Throughout the 2018-2019 track season, males constantly deprived the female athletes, who were part of the complaint of dozens of medals, opportunities to compete at higher level, and the public recognition critical to college recruiting and scholarship opportunities. Quote from the ADF, girls deserve to compete on a level playing field. Hmm. Forcing female athletes to compete against boys is grossly unfair and destroys their athletic opportunities. I, I, I honestly, honest to goodness, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Men are biologically stronger, we're biologically faster. We have testosterone running through our bloodstream. It's making us strong. That is not to say that is not to say that we are always stronger than women. I know a plethora of women that will systematically beat the fuck out of me. Um metaphorically and in sports we're not talking about physical violence physical violence towards a female is gross and you have no you have no place in the world for in my opinion um but allowing allowing a man or a boy who signifies as a female to compete in female athletics especially at the high school level i think is just gross i, I, think, I think it's gross i don't think there's any place for it um you know scholarships whether they be partial or full for student athletes is huge it's huge it's the difference between being able to go to college and going to college and not having any debt or maybe going to community college and flundering. We, we you know every story's different right but these girls and these boys have opportunities to make a difference in their own lives and they should be on a level playing field and when you're running a track competition specific i mean track is a sport where men are generally faster. They're just generally faster. And I'm not talking like a tenth of a second. We're talking seconds. But but Marion Jones, okay, yeah, great. Marion Jones is a, a hell of a track athlete. Of course she was she one of the fastest of all time. We're not talking Marion Jones. We're talking about six girls from a high school in Connecticut. who are vying for a spot to run in front of scouts and coaches. And they should be allowed to do that without having to race against two males. We're getting out of control. We're getting out of control with these categories. With these categories. And then, I know, I know you got the non-binaries that don't want categories, that resist categories. But look... <sighs> Whether the progressives or the, the, lib, the ultra-left liberals want to say it or not, but they, they're they constantly creating more categories because if you're in a category, you're oppressed. And if you're oppressed, you go to the front of the line with, in terms of your voice being heard. And that's that's just how the world works today. And it's unfortunate. Allowing a woman to step foot in any kind of athletic event. I'm sorry, allowing a boy who's who says he is a female, to step foot in any kind of athletic event is just egregious. And there should be no... There, it should not be allowed. I'm sorry. I know that it's going to piss some people off. It's going to offend some people. It shouldn't be allowed. Imagine if, if your daughter was a mixed martial artist and a, and a, and a man stepped in the, the octagon or the squared circle or the ring with her. And all because he, he designated it as a female. And he goes on... To just brutalize your daughter. Let's 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 not go to an extreme. Let's go to wrestling. Let's go to wrestling. And he just slams your daughter on the mat. It's wrong. It's wrong in every regard. It's wrong in every regard. And these girls, I'm glad. I think she had a beautiful statement. She's happy. She encourages them to be who they want to be, but not when you're when you're 16 years old, 17 years old, 18 year old, full of piss, vinegar, and testosterone. Young, dumb, and full of cum. I'm sorry. That's vulgar. I get it. So a disrespectful. It's a vulgar. Should I bleep it out? Probably. Am I going to? No. Doesn't make a dent. But that's what these these kids are. That's what these kids are. And they're taken first and fucking second by large margins. They're just ruining the integrity of the sport. Whatever happened to fucking integrity? Whatever happened to fucking having integrity? How could you, how could a male that signifies as a female, so nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with it, but how could you sign up for a female competition, win by a landslide, and feel like you accomplished something. How fucking dare you? How dare you feel like you accomplished anything? Congratulations. Congratulations. You fucked up the integrity of the sport. And we're diluting it. We're just diluting it. And, you know, uh, I'll read in a week... That, you know, all the outreach groups are going to label this poor girl as transphobic. Because that's the first thing we want to label everyone. Heaven forbid she fucking speaks up, right? Heaven forbid someone from a differing viewpoint... So, sorry, heaven forbid somebody comes to the table with a differing viewpoint. She's not trying to infringe upon your freedoms. She's just saying, hey, you got, you got cock, you got cock. You got you got test two hundred in you. So run with the boys. You got test two hundred. So run with the boys. And I'm sorry. I know that's gonna piss people off, but I don't see that. The, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with. It. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. These, g- these girls deserve better. Ooh. Caught lying. Oh, let's go back to AOC. She was caught lying? About what? No, it's too long. Don't okay. care. Uh, but I know um, in regards to her Holocaust comment, um, I have to pull up our Twitter. Because I. I Bookmarked it so I could come back to it uh the what is this i don't even know what this stands for the jewish jesus the j c r c of new york i don't i don't know what it stands for i know it's Jewish community. Make it like a Jewish community relations Council, the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York has come out and urged her uh, we urge AOC to refrain from using terminology evocative of the Holocaust, concerns about contemporary political issues. They sent her a letter signed by the du- the director and the president. We are deeply disturbed by the language used in your recent Instagram Live video, which seeks to equate the detention centers on America's southern border with neo-Nazi concentration camps. The term concentration camps, and never again, are synonymous with and evocative of the atrocities committed by Adolf Hitler's Nazi Germany, in which 6 million European Jews were systematically denied civil and human rights due to their race and ultimately murdered in the state-sponsored genocide. Yeah, so they've, uh, they've told her to stop it. More people need to tell her stop it. Oh, we covered a lot of shit today. Anything else? Let's see. I don't think so. I call it early. A little, a little, a little quickie. Oh, shout out to uh, Mayor Max of the Californian of the California City, Idlewild. Mayor Max. He will now be the lifetime mayor. He is a golden retriever. He's awesome. He's got a little hat. I posted a picture on Instagram of him. He's got a he's got his mayor mobile. His two brothers or one brother, one sister. There, his they're the deputy mayors and his security detail. It's a cute little story. It's a great little story for all this political shit that's going to happen in the next year. So, shout out Mayor Max of California. Hope you're horrific. a dumb pun. Uh, but that leads me to my last story. We here at TB Cal are going to formally announce our endorsement for the presidential election of 2020. We are formally behind Sister Bay. Sister Bay will be running for president in twenty twenty. She was out on the campaign trail this week. We went to uh, the 6th Annual, <sighs> as our campaign manager, I should know this very quickly, but I'm so dumb. Uh, the 6th Annual Richard's Father's Day walk-in jog. She was out there shaking and licking all the dads. That's inappropriate. Um, she was out there shaking paws and giving hugs out there to all the dads and all the families who were supporting the runners. She was encouraging them to keep running, stay hydrated. Um, we stopped by buddy brew here in South Tampa. They always let her in. She never gets anything cause dogs shouldn't have coffee. Don't give your dog coffee. Uh, but she usually gets an ice water, but I had plenty of water in the car for her. I just needed a nice coffee. And, uh, she was out there shaking paws with all the patrons inside the store. Everyone was loving her. She's out there. She's campaigning. She's coming hard. She's coming hard in the paint. We're gonna have we're gonna have our official uh, campaign slogans out probably next week. Hopefully, we get a campaign logo this week. Get some. Uh, we'll get T-shirts, merch. We're gonna be picketing when they start. Uh, when all the elderly people start uh, picketing at the voting precincts, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be picketing. We're gonna be voicing her opinions. You know, she's got a lot of great ideas. She's got a lot of great ideas. I'm I'm excited. We gotta find her a running mate. So if anyone out there knows of a good running mate, we're we're fielding offers. We're fielding offers. <clears throat> it's disrespectful. But uh Sister Bay is putting her uh putting her paw putting her paw in for 2020 and she uh she's got our full endorsement. You know, she came she came to us and she said, I want to run for president. And we believe in her. She's a good sister. Uh she we took some campaign photos this weekend. I posted a couple. But yeah. She's excited. We're excited for her. She's she's born in Dothan, Alabama, so she's running out of Alabama. I know it's going to turn some people off, but uh, she doesn't care. She loves everyone. She loves everyone. She had her bow tie on with her rough wear harness. Looking beautiful. Looking beautiful. She's hitting the campaign trail hard. We're excited for her. We're excited for her. Um. What else we got coming up? Uh, our our promo our our, our website uh, website our custom URL for our first official sponsor. Uh, hopefully, we'll get turned on this week or next week. I know we blew the lid on it last week, but a lot of their travel products have been out of stock, so we haven't been able to get any products sent to us. So once they send us the products, then they will activate. Our URL, so that will be coming in the next couple of weeks. We're trying to uh, do some press, some media at this weekend's bare-knuckle fighting. Uh, If you've never watched bare-knuckle fighting, it's brutal. It is brutal. Probably shouldn't watch it. But, uh, yeah, that's about it we uh, we've had some preliminary discussions about uh, getting some video for the podcast. That way we uh, that way we'll upload <coughs> live video of us talking into microphones and making dick jokes. It's essentially it's you know the podcast is essentially you know talking about articles and current events without much knowledge, and then dick jokes in between. But yeah, you know, that's it. We're trying to make some uh, some improvements. The uh, the vlogs are doing well. Viewership is up. That's awesome. Thank you guys. We appreciate all of you that listen. We really do. I haven't said this in a while, but if you uh, if you like and subscribe, if you well obviously if you're listening, you probably subscribed, right? So, if you like and comment, that'd be great. Uh, keep that five star rating up because we got a five star rating, baby. We ain't fucking around. We're not no four, four We're five fucking. Oh, it's official. But yeah, drop a comment, drop a like. I'm just rambling. Let's end this thing. How do we end this thing? Should we, should we play another song? No, probably not, right? We should probably make uh, that Aerosmith song uh, sister base campaign song. If you guys got any suggestions for a campaign song, let us know. Send it in. Uh, but yeah, uh, thoughts are with Dave Ortiz and his family. Hope makes a speedy recovery. AOC, stop tweeting, stop uh, live Instagramming. Uh, let's hope that uh, Alligator makes a stupendous recovery. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Let's call it a day. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. I know I probably won't, so y'all enjoy yourselves, all right? We love you guys. We love all y'all. Sister Bay 2020. Bye.